the Rad So do you like the imaging, the intro music? That yeah, I do? yeah, I like that. I think it's kind of lame. I think it's kind of boring. Oh. Well, I, I threw mean, it together really quickly, so I just didn't know if it was going to be. Uh, I was actually going to use it or not, yeah. but it just you know I just kind of rushed it. So, well, you're always your own worst critic. It's true, but... and it's also a work in progress. We're still learning and growing, and that thing can change. We can have a new theme song. We could do something where we both uh, like sing or do some sort of. That's a good idea. Something together. That's a good idea. We gotta come up with some words <laughs> first. Really, really big words. Re- great words, bigly words. So is this thing on? Yeah. What up, fuckers? What up, dipshits? <laughs> Aw, no, we love you. Yes, we honestly, do. we love you so much because this podcast thing is actually kind of taken off. I. Wasn't expecting it to to be uh, received so so great. So well, fondly. I thought it was going to be like a slow burn. Yeah, but it just it kind of exploded. Yeah, it did. I'm I'm very grateful, and you know this is actually kind of fun because it might seem like it's extra work for us, but this is actually the fun part of the stuff that we yeah. get to do. So I'm just grateful for that. Well, um, and I like to get. I mean. Not to be all mushy or whatever, but I like to hang out with you. And last time when we did the last podcast, I feel like I got to learn stuff about you that I didn't know before. So, you know, it's like hanging That's out true. with your buddy. That's true. I I guess once we get into the building and we get things going for the regular show, it's just kind of like show mode and go, go, go. Yeah. And we can't really focus on anything else, especially these days. It seems like I don't know, we were talking about things before the podcast recording mm-hmm. here. Um, there have been so many different changes and we've been kind of catapulted in these new positions that it's, it's just kind of a learning curve. Yeah. And this is a way for us to kind of take a, you know, take a chill pill, let our hair down, let just relax and have some fun. And fortunately that's what we're doing now. Yeah. Well, and this time of year is especially a busy time of year every year, no matter what. Oh yeah. It's the busiest time of the year for, for us. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of nice to just chill and. Shoot the breeze, as they say. <sighs> yeah, and the first time, the, like the first recording session we did, I felt like I was a little tense. Like we needed to kind of ease in. We needed to have some wine. I was. We too. had to lube up a little bit and just ease it in. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, but yeah. Uh, we we I feel a lot more loose and a lot more relaxed this time. Yeah, I think it's because we didn't know what to expect, and we've been wanting to do this for so long, and we wanted it to go well, mm-hmm. you know, and so we were. Yeah, definitely a little bit more tense, a little bit nervous. And, you know, now that we know, hey, you know, we can kind of just be a little more freewheeling and mm-hmm. talk and, you know, hang out. It's not it's not as scary, I think, as it was the first time. Not that it was scary, but, you know, oh, yeah. there's a little nerve. There was a little nervous pressure. Yeah, there's yeah. a little bit of pressure, there's a little bit of nerves of, you know, if it's, wait, am I going to say the right thing? Is this yeah. going to be entertaining? Yeah. Um. Same kind of thing that goes on with a regular show. It's just, but there's really no safety net other than us. Right. And maybe I could stop recording and say, you know what? That kind of sucked. Let's delete that and start over. But we're yeah. not going to do that. But on the live <clears throat> show, it's like, you know, we have uh, Rob and Don. So it's like we have mom and dad there to, <laughs> to hold our hands and mm-hmm. help us out if we What do we do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, fortunately, because we've been working with them for so long, we we've kind of adopted their formula for this at least for right now 
um, just to kind of get things going. So I'm going to kind of steal some of the the tricks that Rob does because yeah. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Type That's of thing. right. Um, so we're going to do some prod mail. We're going to do some Dr. Prod. You get it? Because yeah. we're, we're, we're the producers and it's not Rob's. Rob isn't here. So we're going to do prod stuff. Right? And we like to prod. We do like to prod. Hey. <laughs> so I don't have like a listener mail sound effect or theme song. So I'll just read the letters as we get them. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so this is the first letter for the podcast mail from Liliana. Ooh, Liliana. Hello, Liliana. Uh, she just she says, I listened to the podcast episode this morning on my way to school. I love that you guys are doing this. As a 26-year-old woman, I love hearing Brandon and Amanda talking about everyday issues, problems, and subjects. No offense to Rob and Don, because I love you both to pieces, but it's nice to hear more perspective from a younger group, i.e. Brandon and Amanda. Hey, that's, that's you. Hey, that's us. Hey. I hope you two will continue the podcast. We are. This yeah. is our second one. Yep. I enjoyed it very much and look forward to hearing from more uh, of you in the future. By the way, I loved how Amanda said... Bye. <laughs> Bye. At the end, I thought that I, <laughs> I thought I was the only one who ever said "bye" like that. Sincerely, Jessica. Oh, oh it, I thought it, your name was Liliana. Oh, Stupid. What the hell, Liliana, Jessica? Whatever. Um. So apparently, this "bye" thing is just all over the I place. I told you, it's a yeah. thing. It's a I know, thing, and I hate it. I know you do. I can feel it, it that makes it, my blood boil. I can feel you hating it because whenever Rob leaves, he says bye, you know, when he walks out. And, and I always do that just to be, you know, a dick. Kind yeah, of. And I'm I always like, mm, bye. And yeah. I can and like even when you're in the other room, I, I feel like I can hear your just your blood curdling. It's like, it's like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> well, yeah. I got to do it. It's what makes you you and I love you. So. And, and I'm sure there's many more things. Oh, yeah. The list you. could go on. That'll be for the next episode. <laughs> All right. This next one comes from John. He says, good morning, y'all. And it's actually midday when we're recording this, so that doesn't apply here. Yeah. Uh, he says he just listened to the first po- episode of the new podcast, and OMFG, I loved it. Amanda and Brandon make such a great team together. Really? Oh, wow. Are you sure? I don't, I don't know. know. I think we have like a brother and sister relationship. Where maybe, maybe that's why it works. We like fight and love each other at the same time. I'm a loser and can't become a member due to budgetary constraints. So work I harder. have. Yeah, there you go. So I've never actually heard y'all cuss. And that was so cool for some reason. Did we cuss? Oh, we, yeah. We, we did. We cussed a lot. We cussed right out of the gate. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> and uh, I asked you if we could. And you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. yeah fuck it. Podcast. Why not? Also, I am a huge, not fat in parentheses, P1 maggot, and I thought I knew y'all pretty well. But listening to y'all talk about how y'all got into radio was so captivating. Right from the get-go, I was hooked. And as long as y'all put out these episodes, I will listen. Well, we will keep doing it just for you, John. And the last one here is from Alicia. She says, I just finished listening to the podcast, and I loved it. Please make it weekly so I can hear another thing to look forward to each week. It brightened up this morning, Tuesday. Well, this boring Tuesday. So she listened to it the day that we released it. Oh, shit. And I am very grateful for it. Love you guys. Love you too, Alicia. Yeah. You know, and I thought it was funny because we were like, oh, yeah, you know, maybe we'll do it like twice a month. And now we're like, okay, we're going to do it every every week. Yeah, I think think in order for this thing to really take off, we're going to have to keep doing it. Put out some variety. Absolutely. Um, you know, I was thinking about it. We're probably going to have to record some holiday specials so that we... Oh, that would be fun. While we're on vacation during Christmas, we'll we'll release a couple of special broadcasts. Um, you know, I'll just keep people interested and give them something to do during the holidays because 
Lord knows everybody hates their families. <laughs> well, I like to do holiday special stuff, so that will be really fun. Yeah, that'll be fun. We'll have to come up with some something interesting for that. Yeah, send us your suggestions. <laughs> yeah. Send us your suggestions for the holiday special. R-A-D at radradio.com. <laughs> All right, so we, I mentioned that we we're going to do like a Dr. Rob-esque type thing because we don't necessarily get to weigh in 100% on where we stand on the regular show on certain topics, especially with Dr. Rob, relationship. You know, Rob takes the reins for that kind of stuff and kind of tries to help people on more mass appeal. And if you're turning into the podcast, you probably relate more to the younger generation or even the more open-minded as Amanda and I are. So, all right, the first one is from Anonymous. What up, Anonymous? Anonymous says, it was so great to hear more from both of you on the broadcast. Well, thank you. Uh, I have a Dr. Rob type relationship question. My husband got a job in Montana. He's been gone for a month working while I'm here with the kids and trying to get us coordinated for the big move, selling our homes, switching banks, etc. What a hassle. I also have a full-time job. Over the course of the past month, I have really grown apart from my husband. I love him. We are great together, but it's really surprised me how quickly I feel distance from him. My question is, how do I fix this? I've told him about this, and he's not worried. He flies home next week and thinks things will just be fine. I think we are going to need to do some serious work on our marriage before we feel back to normal. Trying to do this while moving and parenting three kids. I am so overwhelmed. And that's it. And I, I don't, I mean, it sounds like she, I'm assuming this is a she, um, is it, she's, it almost feels like it's one-sided. Like she, yeah. she feels the disconnect, whereas the husband is like, oh, everything's fine. Is he just being too laissez-faire about this? Or do you think that there's just a total disconnect disconnect in communication between well to me i feel like so he's gone off and started to work in the new life and getting everything like established over there while she or we we don't know what the genders but um they're you know the other partner is back with the kids and still back at the grind Mm -hmm. and having having no help now whatsoever so Probably feeling lonely. Maybe she's resenting him a little bit for probably. not having to do those things. Yeah, probably having some resentment mm-hmm. and overwhelmed and stressed. So when you're overwhelmed, stressed, resentful, all that stuff, it's easy to feel disconnected, especially just even just the distance can mm-hmm. make you feel that way. And if he's not doing the things to make you um, feel like you're loved, you know, even just sending you a good morning text or, you know, Dawn has mentioned in her commuter marriage, they FaceTime all the time. They sit down and watch, they FaceTime the shows that they watch together. They do that over FaceTime. And it's so simple, the little things that you can do to continue to keep those connections. But if he's just off doing his thing in the new city and, and not really taking the time to remind you that he loves you and he's thinking about you, you know, he he could even to help you out, like, I don't know if you're familiar with Postmates, but it's an app where you can um, have food delivered from different restaurants and stuff like that. Oh, okay. It's almost like a Food Jets or a Grubhub type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, and maybe that would be something that he could do where he could send, instead of you having to deal with cooking dinner, 
you know, he could send you a Postmates or sign you up for um, Blue Apron or one of those things so where you're not having to do the grocery shopping. And it takes all a little stuff. load off of her, her plate and yeah. kind of helping from afar. And I'm That's sure, a good idea. I'm sure she's feeling overwhelmed and stressed out, which is causing probably a little bit of resentment, causing loneliness. Mm-hmm. And it's it's natural to feel that disconnect when you're going through that kind of stuff. I wonder if she was kind of feeling this way before the move and maybe this the, the distance has been kind of an eye opener. Um, yeah. But at the same time, she she mentions that or the anonymous letter writer, he or she, um, wants to know how she fixes this. So um he is at, he's saying that he's not worried about it, but she is is constantly, you know, she it seems like this is just something that's devastating her. Mm-hmm. So does is this just something as simple as her having that conversation when he comes back into town and saying, this is how I feel and how, how do we fix this? Yeah. Well, maybe they just need to have that conversation. Yeah. You you just have to sit down and say, look, I see that this might not be a big deal for you and you're not worried about it because we're married and you know, we have vows to each other and you're not worried about it. We'll get through anything. But for me, I don't feel like that. Mm -hmm. This is a big deal for me. And, and you need to hear how I'm feeling and, help me feel better. Mm-hmm. And then it's his job to step up and help her feel better. And, you know, sometimes sometimes you need to go to that couple's counseling so that you can um, talk in a way that is a safe place for everybody. Because sometimes, I know in my relationship, um, sometimes what happens is I will be the one that has the issue because i'm i'm the bitch my my old man is just he's just very passive mm-hmm. and and i'm not i'm more of the this isn't going the way i want to do i'm c- controlling so what i've had to learn to do and it is very difficult um especially if you're dealing with somebody that's more passive is you need to to learn to speak in a way that doesn't automatically put your partner in a defensive mode. Because once they get in that defensive mode, you're not going to resolve anything. They're just going to feel like they're being attacked instead of you sitting down and coming up to find a solution to whatever's going on and working as a team together to fix it. Yeah, I think it all comes down to communication, which seems to be the hardest part for a lot of these letters that we get is – how do I talk to my spouse about it? Well, unfortunately, the easy answer is you just talk about it, but yeah. it's not always that easy. Um, and hopefully, since the husband is the one getting the job in Montana, and it sounds like they're working on moving everybody out there, mm-hmm. um, hopefully it's just because of this momentary lapse of com- of commuter relationship mm-hmm. that she's feeling this disconnect. and. Yeah. You know, once they get into in, into their new routine, they can start work rebuilding their relationship. But making sure that they are both aware of each other's feelings leading up to that point is going to be crucial. Because if she shows up at, at Montana with the kids and and she's still feeling resentment towards the husband, then it's just it's not going to help them out at all. Yeah. Um. So hopefully that helps, Anonymous. I'd like to. I wish I could give you more advice, but unfortunately, I think. It's all going to boil down to communication and yeah. um, maybe saying, hey, this is I remember all these fond things about what we used to do together. And if it's, you know, making meals or talking on the phone, morning texts, that kind of thing. And that's what you miss. Mm-hmm. Bring that up. Say Just say what you miss and maybe that'll help 
spawn that conversation or spur that conversation exactly. to move forward. Because sometimes it's just the little things that really make a big deal to keep that connection. Yeah. Well, that was uh, that was pretty easy for that one, I think. Um, I was going to save this letter for next time, but it's pretty juicy. Oh, um, I like juicy. It is juicy. Hold on. It's all right. I'm disorganized here. Because I was saving this for next time, but I'm... I'm feeling uh, a little randy, so I think it'll be kind of fun to, to read this one. Okay, I'm ready. All right, this one is also from Anonymous, um, and you'll know why as soon as you get through it. Okay. This is the best podcast I've ever heard in a long time. Thank you, too, for that. Yay! You're welcome. About a year ago, Brandon was, Brandon was talking on the sixth hour about his relationship with his wife being open swinger Polly. Uh, this is more open. I guess we're not really swingers. So we're not really polyamorous either because we're not looking for another person to have a relationship with. Right. Um, so just to clear that up. You just have guests in the bedroom. We have, guest yeah, we have, get, we have special guests every once in a while. Yeah. Great way to put it. Uh, this brought up so much for me, says the letter writer. I am a wife to an amazing husband of 12 years, but I am also bisexual and came out finally three years ago. She put the finally in parentheses. Well. <laughs> To which my husband said, sweet, finally being open and honest with yourself. I've known since we met. So clearly she had some bi tendencies. She was probably bi drunk mm-hmm. most of the time flirting with her friends and he knew or she just was kind of, you know, blatant about it. She just wasn't open enough to, to express it. That opened the conversation of adding another woman to our relationship, she says. However, we have four kids at home and we don't want to shake their life up by our choices. We've talked about just having a girlfriend on the side on weekends, etc., but not sure where to even start. I know this is an extremely personal subject, but if Brandon could shed some light onto polyamory and swinging, that'd be awesome. Thanks. Um, okay, so to start with your first concern, um, because you have kids at home and you don't want to shake up their life by your choices, then this is going to take some planning on your husband and yourselves part. Um, you're going to have to set aside time on weekends or, you know, take, take the times that usually to go and do the, the mom and dad dates, um, and use those to go meet new people. And the best way to start is to just go out and socialize in the circles where these types of people are at. And if you start at like gay bars or bars are great places to meet people and, and not not even if you drink. Oh, go ahead. Um, they they have. I know online you can find um, like poly meetup groups. Yeah, and in different meetup groups, so you can at least go to wherever location that that type of you know personality mm-hmm. would be at. I, I would stray away from Craigslist right away because there uh, are a lot of crepe creeps on there, but there's also a lot of, I've had a lot of positive experiences using Craigslist for these very reasons. The Yahoo ones, the Yahoo ones though, they have the Yahoo all, personals. No, it's not personals. It's a Yahoo, Yahoo meetup groups for polyamory. Oh, okay. I didn't even know, know Yahoo still maintained <laughs> thing. these things. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. There, there's Yahoo meetup groups and you're, you, I, I'm assuming you just look for your area. Yeah. Um, okay. But so back to the letter, um, how do you start? Well, you, you basically got to put yourself out there and you mentioned websites. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one called swinglifestyle.com, mm-hmm. which actually caters to people 
who are in polyamorous relationships or who are swingers or who want to just invite people in from time to time, but it's a way for you to connect with people in your area. There's also um, one that helps you kind of understand the struggles and um, things that you might deal with in a poly relationship. It's called more than com, and it's really informative. Um, It will tell you just, you know, how to deal with jealousy and then just kind of walks you through all the different stuff. And and it's a really, really helpful website. That's a good idea. I, I, I often, after we started uh, my wife and I, after we started kind of messing around with other people Mm -hmm. and opening up our relationship, I did go to those places, those, those resources online, like uh, polyamorous relationship advice. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are some really helpful tips because it's not just about, uh, the sexual connection, because if you're if you're going into it just for the, the the sexual aspect of it, then you really need to make sure that that's all of that is on the table, mm-hmm. especially when you meet somebody new. But primarily with you and your your partner, because you want to have that foundation of rules and limits and you don't want anything to be misconstrued. In the in that moment when you guys are all in the throes of passion, where you go, hey, I didn't really like the way you kissed him or looked at yeah. him or touched him in that certain spot. You know, you need to have your limits. Like if you're just going to stick to performing oral on each other, that needs to be said. If there is no kissing allowed, that needs to be said. Like all those kind of all, all those kind of ground rules should be laid out with you and your partner first before you meet that third person or fourth person or whatever. Yeah. And then that's the other thing is you need to understand, you need to um, decide what it is that you want to do. Do you want to have a, a polyamorous relationship where um, you both have, you both date the same person? Do you want to just have an open relationship where somebody makes a guest appearance in the bedroom or you date people separately yeah exactly there's so many different variations Mm -hmm. do you want to date another couple do you just want to have sex with other people in like a swingers environment Mm -hmm. there's there's so many different things to be um to be explored and you know you might want to date a, a girl and have a girlfriend but do you want your husband to date her that's a good point you know, like do you want your husband do you want your husband to interact with the girl too the third right. person that these are all things that should be communicated and you're absolutely right you should go into it knowing exactly what you want or having the open mind uh enough to say yes i'm willing to do this with you or no these are absolutely my boundaries and that's that's the other thing that should be stressed in any of these open swinger polyamorous type of scenarios is no means no, yeah. especially when it comes to your partner. Because if you really care about your partner, you're, you're going to want to be attentive to their feelings and what they're, what they're thinking. But you also don't want to overthink it because if you're that open to having a third person in, in your relationship, then clearly you're, you're, you're open to whatever could come about. Now she says that she wants to, uh, where, like, how do we start? Well, you need to you need to just put yourself out there. So we put the we put the website out there like swinglifestyle.com is a great place for you to meet local people. They list uh date nights and meetups and that kind of thing. There is a small cost if you want to like get more access. All these websites have, mm-hmm. you know, their catches. So you get like a free messages under the free membership, but if you pay an, an extra fee, you get unlimited messages and stuff and I can go on and on about that, but we're, we're not going to do that. Um so I would say 
let me get my uh, thoughts together. Oh, here. and the the more than two dot com. Uh-huh. It also gives you. Um, it it's kind of more like an educational about polyamory and um, more. You know, it it is what it says. More yeah. more than two in a relationship. So I think you know, starting to understand what it is that you want and what you're looking for and educating yourself, mm-hmm. that's that's really where you should start. And the conversation, like Brandon was saying, of setting up rules and then, you know, what is it that you guys are looking in another person? Mm-hmm. Do you want them to be drug-free? Yep. Do you want them to have kids or not? Do they need to be somebody that lives out of town so you don't run into them, you know, locally at the grocery store? Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a whole bunch of different things that you need to talk about um, after you educate yourself about what it is that you want and that you're looking for. And I think the best way to start is just to put yourself out there and start dating somebody together as a couple as if you were dating somebody new. Um, and keep in mind, you know, if you want to, if you want just somebody to fuck on a weekend, like a third person in your bedroom, those are super easy to find, but you also just need to make it clear that, Hey, this is just a one and done type of thing. Mm -hmm. But they're, they're talking about, they've already had conversations about having a girlfriend on the side on the weekends. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you have the kids, so you got to think about, okay, got to put the babysitter up. I got, you know, take the kids, send the kids to the grandparents or whatever you're going to do. Um, or we're going out of town and we're going to meet our friend out there. Um, I wouldn't make any huge commitments to a third person until you you do that vetting process mm-hmm. because you want to make sure that you gel well with them. Um, so and that you can trust them. Trust them, absolutely. Because if you're going to bring them into your house, that's why I suggest meeting them in a public place first. You, you want to meet at a coffee shop. You want to meet at a bar. If you guys drink. Um, or if you want to just go to a club or whatever, you want to meet somewhere in a neutral location where you're not going to, where you know, you're going to be safe, um, because you never know with people that you're inviting into your life. Yeah. And you also have to have the conversation of, okay, when, how, what are going to be the deal breakers for us? Like if this person, if this person starts trying to be basically more in a relationship with one partner over the other and the other partner feels like, well, fuck, I, you know, I'm just out here on my own and you basically now have this new girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know, that, that may not be okay. It may be okay, but it's just, it's all comes down to communication. Absolutely. Like, it, like everything always does and just setting up, you know, the rules and the guidelines and the deal breakers and all that kind of stuff. And I this this brings up a, a, a situation that actually happened to me not too long ago um, and my wife in that vein that there there was a connection stronger between my wife and, and that third guy mm-hmm. that almost it made me feel alienated and, and pushed to the side. So we've actually kind of calmed down on the on the the open marriage thing mm-hmm. since then, mm-hmm. because it did kind of rock us a little bit. Yeah, it, it was, it was kind of, you know, I was like, why is he paying more attention to you when he was invited into our to a little background? We met the guy through Craigslist and we met up at a sushi restaurant and dude was super cool. He was from out of town. So it was easy for us to, you know, separate our weekend fun from our normal life during the week. And that's yeah. kind of how it started. We, we had funds on the week fun on the weekends and it turned out where he was kind of hanging out with us a lot. Like we really clicked. He was mm-hmm. a good guy. He, 
he still is a good guy. Yeah. Um, but we, when it got to a point where we were taking vacations, he was going on vacations with us and, mm-hmm. you know, spending a lot of our, what would be more of my wife and I's personal time, mm-hmm. we were making it more about the three of us. And it slowly started kind of coming out that he was looking for a relationship with a girl and he was asking questions like, well, can I date you on my own? Talking to my wife. And, oh, and so he <clears throat> want, he is like, well, can I just be your boyfriend? Right. And when it started, because, you know, as the letter writer said, I came out as bisexual. We, we were looking for a bi guy for us to both enjoy, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. have fun with. And so I guess he had some rocky relationship. It, all, it always boils down to baggage. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever baggage comes up, um, emotions get in the way. And that's really what happened. And unfortunately, my wife started getting feelings for him, too. Um, so we kind of had to cut it off. Mm-hmm. And I, But it never got to the point where things got nasty or angry mm-hmm. or or um, negative. Like, to the point where we weren't, like, fighting or anything like right. that. Um, I just made it known. I just said, hey, I fe- I'm feeling like... I'm the the third wheel mm-hmm. where I'm sh- I should be like in the main unit. Yeah. Giggity, yeah. Giggity. <laughs> um, and it, it just kind of felt like I was being pushed to the side. So I, I just said, look, this isn't really working out. And the guy still talks to her sometimes mm-hmm. and she doesn't really engage with him, but she, and I've, I've told her, you know, if you want to try this dating thing with him, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I just want him to be open and honest with me. But he still tends to kind of leave me out. Mm-hmm. Even when he's communicating that, you know, he wants to hang out with all three of us. But he still leaves me out by not texting me. You know, yeah. it's just like petty little drama stuff. that like passive aggressive. Totally. And yeah. that that's the kind of stuff that I despise. Mm-hmm. So that's why I've kind of cut off that that connection with him in the sense of I don't necessarily need that drama in my life. I don't want us to feel any animosity towards each other. So I just don't think sexually this is going to work out. Um, So I had to cut it off. And that was after about four or five months of like kind of continuous connections and, and, and rendezvous. Yeah. But I think, I think the important takeaway there is that you, you and your wife were completely honest about your feelings and constant communication and you're doing it in a civil way where you can have these conversations that don't turn into horrible arguments and it's, you know, just relationship mm-hmm. ruining. Not that it would ruin your relationship, but it'd be devastating. Absolutely. You know, and I um I recently came out um to my significant other that I felt that I identified uh pansexual and I do um I, I love men and I've always been in a relationship with him with a man. And my preference is to be in a relationship with a man. Um, I, so I probably will always continue to, when I'm in a serious relationship, it, it will be with a man. Um, but I explained to him, you know, that I was learning about what pansexuality meant and that's how I feel. And, um, so he was, he's open to me, you know, going on dates or whatever. And I, and I did go on a date with a girl and, um, we were both her and I are just very awkward. Mm. And so because you guys both knew this was like new territory. We both knew that like we, we had little crushes on each other. 
but neither of us really have ever been with a girl. I mean, I've slept with girls, but I've never been in a relationship with a girl, so I don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. And then also, I'm very self-conscious because I feel like I'm this big, fat bohemoth, and she's this, like really fit skinny little you know i'm i'm attracted to like little kind of i guess you, you want to say like twink type of girls yeah. um and so i never and i didn't like ever make a move or anything and then and it just kind of ended at that you know i'm still i text her every once in a while and we're still friends and there's no like bad feelings or anything like that but i've had trouble just trying to figure out how to go about that because in my relationship I am in what you would consider like a straight passing relationship if you looked at me and my significant other you would just assume that I'm straight mm -hmm. but I, I'm I'm really not I identify queer um which I guess technically people think is a like it's still still older so people like a negative thing yeah older older gay people consider queer as like a slur and I didn't realize that cuz to me queer is like all encompassing yeah for... it's almost a a a badge of pride now yeah, yeah. I, I I like it because it makes me feel like get it pride <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so anyway um I I'm having a a hard time exploring my queerness while also being in a straight passing relationship. So it's kind of interesting little, you know, dance that I'm doing. And hmm. I also think that, um, you know, I, I, I want to find the right person that's understanding because I, because I do have kids and I don't, you know, and I am in a relationship and all this stuff. So I'm not going to be able to give a lot of attention to anybody, but you know, if I want to go on a date on a Saturday night and have dinner and make out, mm -hmm. you know, that that's kind of what I that's what I'm looking for. And then if something were to change down the road mm -hmm. and I found myself in a relationship with a woman, I would be totally fine with that. But it's just, you know, I'm in the very I'm like in my baby queer stage. So I don't really. So like, you can probably relate to the letter writer. Yeah. And, and you know, it's OK if you just go out on a date and nothing happens. Yeah. And sometimes. The fantasy is left being uh, a fantasy is left being just that just yeah. a fantasy. If you if you get to that point where you think yeah, we're going to go out on a date with this girl, my husband and I, we're going to have some fun tonight mm -hmm. and you get you get their dinner, you have some drinks, everything's clicking. And then you get to the point where we're all going to sleep together and you're thinking, wow, this doesn't feel right. That's fine, too. You just got to make it known and make it just, like if you got to have a safe word or something. Yeah. Or if you just got to say, hey, you know, I'm not really feeling it. And if your husband gets aggressive about it, then that's a huge, huge red flag. This should yeah. be a safe place. Everything Absolutely. that's happening in the bedroom should be a safe place. Yeah. And to the letter writer, there's a book I want to recommend. Um, it's called The Ethical Slut. And um, I, I have yet to read it but my one of my best friends told me to read it because she was starting in a polyamorous relationship and um it, it just talks about you know <laughs> being polyamorous and like being ethical about going about everything it's oh, a good resource i think that um just to start for you guys you should just put yourself out there put maybe put out a couple of ads um if you want to go down the craigslist route i i'm i'm not endorsing it but I, we've had I've had some good luck with it. So, you know, the casual encounters looking for a, a couple looking for a girl um, is where you might want to start. Adult Friend Finder is a paid site, 
but it's because it's a paid site, you can kind of filter through the scuzz balls. Um, but there's always going to be scuzz balls no matter where you go. But that's a good website to put your profile up, put some pictures of you and your husband. You know, you can be discreet if you want um, and tell the world what you're looking for. And, and the universe will answer back at some point and hopefully just take it slow. Just yep. go go out on a date, see where things go. Um, talking with people that are that are in this type of lifestyle um, while you're out and about and, you know, exploring is just the best way to learn about where you are um, with your with your spouse and where you want to go with it. And I think that one of the things that made it easy for my wife and I to uh, get into this relationship is when we started dating, like one of the first things that we did were go to swinger parties. And mm -hmm. I, I just think that that's because it was in our nature. It was easy for us to transition um, from a open relationship to swinger lifestyle to our closed relationship to eventually marriage because it's just part of our nature and and also communicating about it was also super easy because we both knew what we wanted yeah and that might be one thing that they want to check out um in san francisco they have a lot of different clubs and a lot of different just fun stuff great idea. they can they could make a weekend out of yeah. it and just check out some stuff and and talk to people mm -hmm. um because there's a lot of options down oh, yeah. there for everything that you're looking for yeah there's the the power exchange which is an actual sex club down in san francisco i've heard some things about it being kind of dirty but you know if you want to get a taste of the swinger lifestyle and the club lifestyle that's a great place to start and couples who are together are, are the best way to do it because you have that, you have your unit to, to protect you, you know, and <laughs> no means no all the time and just keep it safe and wear protection if that's your thing and you, you're worried about that. Um, and because you got the kids, you know, it's just take it slow. Don't put so much stake to a put, don't put so much of your relationship at stake just to explore these sexual things because, Quite honestly, it's not worth it to create a divide over um, over menial, lustful things. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if this is something that that makes you you, then and you, your partner is accepting of that, then explore and yeah. and have fun with it. It can be really fulfilling, and Absolutely. and it, it, don't rush yourself. Yeah. Don't put pressure on yourself. Like Brandon said, just just take your time. Oh, man, it's making me horny. What? Damn. Um, I think that's it. I, I mean, I don't really have anything else unless there is something else you wanted to add to that. Uh, no, no, right, uh, not, right. not anything. Well, um, I guess that'll conclude this version of the podcast. Episode yeah. two. Deuces. <laughs> um, yeah, if there's anything else you guys want to talk about or if, you know, anything that we talked about today, uh, send us an email, rad at radradio.com, and we'll be back next week with a new broadcast yeah sounds fun Bye. <laughs> the red